Good morning, church, to those online and here with us today. I'm going to bring the Bible reading to you, and today we will be reading from the plain English Bible that Kathy just talked about, that has recently been published by Kathy Dead and Wycliffe Bible Translators up in far north Australia. It is written for people of Aboriginal languages, and Kathy has sent us a copy which we are going to read from throughout Mission Month. The readings this morning are from Mark chapter 1, verse 35 to 39, and Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6. It was great to hear Kathy's alongside of stories and Jack's alongside of stories. So as we open the word now, may you be seeking to see where God is leading you um, to work alongside those that you currently live with, work with and play with. So the first reading is Mark 1, 35 to 39. The next day, Jesus got up very early, before the sun came up, and he walked out from the town to pray by himself. Then Simon and the others went and looked everywhere for Jesus. After they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. But Jesus said to them, come on, let's go. I have to go to the other towns around here too and tell everyone the good news. That's the job I came to do. So Jesus went all around Galilee country, talking to people in their meeting houses and telling them God's story, and he forced bad spirits to go out of lots of people. And our second reading is from Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6. Now I am talking to all of you. Keep on praying to God and keep on asking him to help you. Keep your minds properly awake while you pray. Don't give up easily. And also thank God for the good things he does for you. And pray for us too. Ask God to make a way for us to tell more people about Jesus Christ. We want to clearly tell them the message about God's plan to use Jesus to save them. You know, I told that message to some people and they didn't like it. So they put me in jail. But I still have to tell more people about Jesus. So I want you to ask God to help me make this message clear to them. And you too, whenever you are with people that don't believe in Jesus, if you can tell them about him, you have to do it. Be sensible in how you live with those people and talk to them in a good way to get them interested in your message and be ready to answer their questions. Thanks, Ray. Kathy sent us the Bible, one of her Bibles, so we have got it. So we um, make sure it's up here. You can have a look at it. Um, so you, if you're reading along in your NIV, it looks a little different, but it's an amazing uh, uh, scripture. So um, it's not the whole Bible, and that's what she was saying. Um, just before I, before I begin on, on looking at, at those scriptures and how that impacts us as alongsiders, um, I just would I would love and appreciate your prayers this week for our little Jasper. Jasper, who was playing the saxophone this morning, he's going in for a fairly major uh, surgery this, this Wednesday, um, so just to help with his uh, esophagus, um, which has been pretty sore for him for, well, he probably doesn't even realise it for many years, and so they're going to try and fix that, but it's a pretty major operation. So um, if you're happy to pray on, on Wednesday afternoon, that'd be really wonderful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I know there are many people that need our prayers at the moment, so I, 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 if you can 
plug him in there. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, at Alpha on Thursday night, I've been loving Alpha. Alpha's been awesome. It's, at Alpha on Thursday night, uh, we looked at the topic of prayer. And as we listened to the video and discussed prayer, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there wasn't anyone in the room that, that didn't have something to say about a time that they had prayed or something that uh, they'd never tried, that prayer wasn't something they tried. And we reflected on, in, in the group table group that I was in, we reflected on the very first prayer that we can remember praying. And, and there was a few people that stated their very first prayer that they'd prayed was their prayer of salvation, uh, of, of saying, asking Jesus to reveal himself to them. And Jesus did, and it was wonderful. But I recall my first time of prayer. And my first prayer uh, was at Christmas time. I may have shared this story with some of you before, but uh, my brother and I thought uh, before Christmas we'll go and find all the presents. So we snuck into mum and dad's wardrobe and uh, we started feeling around in the wardrobe and we felt the bags that the toys would be in and we thought we're in. So I'm only 10 at this stage, probably 10, maybe 8, I can't remember, um, but it was pretty, I was pretty young. But I do remember the, the sound of mum opening the door and finding us in her wardrobe trying to get the presents. Needless to say, mum was not happy and she said, go to your room, you'll be lucky if there is Christmas. So I went to my room and thought Christmas will be cancelled in 1987. I was worried. So what does a young boy do when Christmas is going to be cancelled? A young boy that didn't grow up in the church, a young boy that didn't understand anything about who God was. A young boy turned to prayer. That was the first prayer I remember ever praying. God, may Christmas still happen. And you know what? I don't know if you remember 1987, but Christmas did happen that year. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I'm confident that most of us here this morning, either in person or if you're online, believe that prayer is powerful. God can even save Christmas. And if you reflect on your prayer life over and over the years, however many years you've been a prayer, I'm sure that you'd remind yourself there are no coincidences when it comes to prayer. Because no, many, no matter how many times, you, you, when you devote yourself to prayer, you end up receiving an answer. God answers prayer. Prayer reminds us of how powerful and wonderfully sovereign our God is. Nicky Gumbel, who is the, the alpha guy, you've probably heard of Nicky Gumbel, he tells uh, of the former Archbishop of Canterbury, William Temple, who said this. He said, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't, they don't. So why is it sometimes hard to pray? Why is it hard to remain focused in prayer? Because when we know that prayer is a starting point for God's mission on earth, why wouldn't we, as Thessalonians 1.17 says, pray without ceasing? Oswald Chambers, theologian, says, Prayer is not preparation for the work. Prayer is the work. So as we start Mission Month, as we talk about being alongsiders, as we seek to see God at work on our doorstep and into the greater world, it seems apt that we start by seeing ourselves or being a people who come, side, come alongside God and pray as we live out God's call for our lives and his mission beyond our walls and into the world. 
Over the month, we're going to hear from various people, some of our missionaries that we support. And I'm confident that one of the key factors, and we even heard it in what Jack had said, he gets up early, they got up early to pray for, for the teams that, that were coming through, for the people that were coming through their, their camps. One of the key factors in all of our missionaries that we hear of will be that prayer is starting point. In fact, if you're, if you're considering, if you've heard something this month and you go, oh, I think I'd be interested in getting out into the world and doing a, a, a camp thing or going overseas or doing something that you hear, I know that the first thing you'll be tasked to do is to stop and pray, to discern what God is calling you to do. Because mission begins with prayer. And each week of this month, we're going to devote time to praying for those who have already gone, those who we're partnering with, who are getting alongside in ministry. And I encourage you to pick up that flyer and make sure that you are praying as well. Because mission begins with prayer. So we must be a people who are praying. Because prayer changes hearts. It opens us to God and what God has to say to us. That's why the Bible says, devote yourselves to prayer in Colossians 4. In the plain English Bible, it says, keep on praying to God and keep on asking him to help you. Can't be any simpler than that. Keep on praying. Prayer's a wonderfully powerful practice. It has an immeasurable impact on not just our lives. It has an immeasurable impact on churches. It has an immeasurable impact on the world. And we pray in different ways, don't we? We pray through songs that we sing. We pray through reading of the word. We pray through art. And it was great to hear that um, the, the Smiths were able to have a, their art um, group start up last week. And um, please think about getting to that art space with Ivan and Michelle. Prayer creates space for lament, for weeping, for deep listening to God. Prayer creates a space to love, to seek the Spirit's leading for growing in our understanding. Prayer creates the opportunity to reconcile. Prayer creates space for us to listen. It creates a space for us to be challenged and to grow, to change. And as we pray, God invites us to become a little bit more like him, to love in holiness, in mercy, in peace. Prayer moves us into mission. And enables us to be alongside us. So, so when we think of prayer that does all of this, let's sort of ask the question, why on earth would we not be praying? Jesus modelled it. Jesus modelled prayer. And this morning we're going to look at how Jesus, he stepped back that he may move forward in mission. I think it was on the Alongsiders video, one of the fellows said that he loved looking at Jesus retreating to, to be able to pray. Jesus retreats so that he can step out into mission and ministry. So the first point I want to share is that prayer, it empowers us for mission. Mark 1, 35 to 39 um, was read for us before, but the first verse says in the plain English version again, Jesus got up very early before the sun came up. He walked out from the town to pray by himself. Jesus regularly got up and went to a solitary place. It was how he started his day. And if you're following the previous day agenda in Mark chapter 1, you would know that Jesus had a pretty full day. And you forgive him for going, I might have a, I might have a lion tomorrow. 
He taught in the synagogue. He called an impure spirit out of a man. He healed Simon and Andrew's mother-in-law from her fever. And that evening he held a, 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 a prayer healing session for the whole town and drove out demons. And it was a heavy day of ministry. The whole town came to him. The next morning they were continuing to look for him so he could keep doing this ministry. But he'd gone off very early in the morning to a solitary place to pray. There was more to be done. And the disciples were looking for him. Hey, Jesus, they're all coming to to get more and more. But he persisted in prayer. So Jesus' intimacy with his father empowered him to mission. It's interesting as you read through, he actually doesn't stay in that place. He says, I feel like God's calling me to the next space. It empowered him for mission. The history of of mission is prayer. Prayer opens us to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Prayer assists us in the integrity of our, our life and how we share faith. Prayer keeps us humbled, keeps us focused on Jesus. Prayer helps us to hear from God and discern what he's doing in and through us and in and through the world. Seeking Jesus's, or seeing Jesus' dedication in prayer or to prayer, the disciples say to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And then we get the Lord's Prayer. As we've begun to reach into our local community, we've seen the impact of prayer on uh, the Two Sparrows ministry. Last year, we had about 20 of us working through uh, the evangelism program with uh, Val Hopman. And we were, I was really taken, I know the group was really taken by the, the prayers she would pray as she stepped out into her community. We had her um, answering some questions. We did a video with her at the end of last year. You might want to go back and have a look at it. But she would pray these powerful prayers that, that someone would come, she would come in contact with someone as she went out on, in the evening to share Jesus with. And time and again, she'd share story and story about what Jesus was doing as she prayed boldly. I love the team that go to Baronia on a Wednesday night. If you haven't been, head down there and and encourage the team. But they start with prayer. It all starts with prayer. They start and they huddle and they say they huddle because it's cold. I don't know if it's going to be a huddle in summer. But they start with prayer in a huddle and say, God, who do you want us to talk to today? Who do you want us to share with today? Mission starts with prayer. And they pray boldly that God would reveal to them someone to speak to each week. So it's no coincidence that that people's needs are being met, that others are being prayed for. It's no coincidence that, that people walk up to the van and feel a sense of love because they're boldly asking God to do something in this space. Prayer empowers us for mission because it changes our hearts and our lives. It helps us to be more like Jesus. So as we become more like Jesus, we're ready. We're ready to step into mission. We're ready to step next door into our neighbourhood and say, hey, how can I pray for you? But Jesus started by retreating. I wonder when was the last time you retreated? You stepped back and had a quiet space to pray. I wonder if you set your day up just as Jesus does, by stopping before the chaos of the day hits to ask for God's guidance throughout the day. 
We just built a, uh, a deck out the back of our house and it's got this nice fireplace. And this is the um, last couple of years. And I've loved that space as the kids head off to school and Solari goes off to work and I sit with my scripture and I just sit in that space. It's become my quiet space before I get the day started. I wonder when was the last time you retreated before you stepped out into mission? I wonder when was the last time that you asked expectantly that God would give you some openness for your day to see those that God places right in your path? I wonder when was the last time you said, Lord, help me share my faith with someone. God empowers us through our prayer. God empower, and prayer empowers us for mission. The second point is that prayer opens doors for the gospel. Colossians 2, 4-6 that we heard read instructs us to be devoted to prayer. Our prayer should be watchful and thankful. It says, keep on praying to God and keep on asking him to help you. Keep your minds properly awake while you pray. Don't give up easily. That's the, the same version. Um, the NIV says devote yourself to prayer. The Greek word that we get devote from is proskaturo, and it means to attend to constantly. One definition states to continue to do something with intense effort despite difficulty. Some people find prayer easy. You have these prayer warriors and they pray and pray and pray and they find it easy. Naturally easy. I love those people. We need those people. But if you're like me, it's easy to get distracted while praying. It's easy for your mind to wander to some thought that you had three days ago about the, the, the meat that you left in the, in, the, uh, in the back seat or whatever of the car. We've done it. <laughs> I find my, myself praying and all of a sudden I'm thinking of another person that I should be praying about and this prayer stops and this prayer starts and we wander in our prayers. Perhaps that's not you. Perhaps I'm, I'm, I'm on my own with that. But it asks us to be devoted to prayer. It takes intense effort to break through difficult things, doesn't it? So being devoted to prayer means we have to keep on pressing through when our mind wanders. I was saying on Tuesday, uh, Thursday night to my group in the, um, in the Alpha, when your mind wanders, start praying about the thing you're wandering about and then come back. Our devotion to prayer opens the doors for us and the gospel. We've got to make sure we don't stop praying when our mind wanders. Our devotion to prayer changes our lives and therefore it will change our communities. We're going to be more courageous to share the gospel when we're entrenched in prayer. There's a, a, a Daz and B are from Southeast Asia and they work for Baptist Mission Australia. And they're establishing a new cafe in, uh, in Southeast Asia where they are. They write, they're asking many questions about the steps that they're taking. And Dazen B write, Laying good foundation, as any builder will know, is key to the longevity and sustainability of any building or structure. This is the picture that God gave us for the new social enterprise cafe they were establishing here in Southeast Asia. A brick wall and a spirit level. We could have rushed into opening new cafes ASAP after the closure of the previous one, but it was important for us to learn from our previous experience and to take those learnings and apply them to a new adventure. We have really felt God impressing on us the importance of getting the foundations of this new ministry true and level. God is our spirit level. With each process, task, interaction and dream, with each brick laid, we need to stop, take a moment and check. 
Is this right? Is this in line with what God is already doing here? Does this bring honour and glory to him? Is this what he has called us to do? Is this going to expand his kingdom? Are we operating with integrity? These are the questions we are asking every step of the way. They say, this business is not about us and what we can achieve. It's about him and what he will achieve. He's inviting us to join him. They continue, we have received all our permissions and are now working hard to prepare a well, a well thought out business plan and model. We're praying and waiting on God to direct us to the right staff and leadership team for the cafe and are trusting him to provide all our financial needs. It all takes time. We know he's directing our path and we trust that he's with us every step of the way. Daz and B are seeking God at every interval of their new ministry there in Southeast Asia. They're devoting themselves to praying and asking questions at every stage. I love what they say. They say this, this business is not about us and what we can achieve. It's about him and what he will achieve. He's inviting us to join him. He's inviting us to join you. Stepping into God's mission requires us to walk in step with what God's already doing in the world. As we speak to neighbours, as we build relationships with our local cafe owners, as we head out on the streets to Baronia, as we go to the local schools and serve coffees to the community, as we head to work, as we sit in a table in our community, we need to be praying continually. As 1 Thessalonians 5, 7 reminds us, Pray without ceasing, because as we do, we'll start to understand God's direction for us. We'll understand what God is leading us towards, and we're going to start to see the fullness of God in mission, right here in KSBC, for sure, and into the world around us. Colossians 4, verse 3 to 4, the end of what, what Rowan um, read to us, uh, gives us further help. Ask God to make a way for us and tell more people about Jesus Christ. We want to clearly tell them the message about God's plan to use Jesus to save them. But I still have, more, have to tell more people about Jesus. So I want you to ask God to help me make this message clear to them. Pray that the message of God will come through clearly. I, I remember the first time we went to a Youth Dimension uh, summer mission. We called them coffee shops at the time. They're called Blue Moose now. And you'll hear some of the young people go to Blue Moose. Many of you have been on them. I know that as well. I was convinced that I didn't know enough or I wasn't articulate enough to share Jesus with anyone. So I, I go to the training, nervous, where they say, it's time to go down to Eastland and share your faith story with someone. I was petrified. This wasn't me. I was quite a shy young man. But I went, and I'm pretty sure that the car journey from Eastland to YD, which was in Warrandyte, that's the most I've ever prayed. Just that God would provide the right person to stand in front of me, and somehow this conversation would start. So I grab some lunch. I get there, and I grab some lunch. And I, uh, and I, sit, uh, I see a man on his own um, at a table, and I said, oh, can I sit, sit with you? So I'm around probably 20 years old at this stage. Um, he was, he was sort of middle-aged, which seems weird saying that now because he was probably my age. Which, anyway, <laughs> he says, come sit with me. <laughs> and I, so I did. And, and then I said, hi. And that's all I had to say. God then proceeded for him to share his faith with me. And by the end of the, end of the, the conversation, I was saying, amen, I'm, I'm yours. Lord, take me. It was fantastic. 
I was able to go back to YD and say I had this wonderful faith conversation with this man and God did amazing things. And um, (laughs) that was it. But I was praying that God would open up an opportunity. And the reality was that was a real blessing to me. That was a real blessing to me. Pray that you'll be able to have those conversations. Pray that there'll be stages where you can share. Pray that your words are seasoned with salt, full of the gospel. Pray that you'll have the right words to say when someone comes your way and you see the need. Pray that you'll take up those opportunities because we need to remember what Daz and B have said. This business is not about us and what we can achieve. It's about him and what he will achieve. He's inviting us to join him. It's kingdom business, and I'm excited to see God's kingdom being built in this area. The third and final point that I've got this morning is that we're empowered in mission by the Spirit. It's not by ourselves, it's by God's Spirit. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and I'll heal their land. Now, the context of this verse is that Solomon's just finished building the temple. He's just spent time dedicating it. And God meets Solomon and hears his prayer and makes the temple his home. And he issues a call to the people of God to pray, to call on God, to be humble before him, to pray, to seek him and to turn from evil. Now, prayer that moves hearts is that prayer that moves hearts and that God listens to is accompanied by a few things. Humility, repentance, and godly actions. A heart that seeks after God and his will. When the community of God steps out and prays in this way, God listens and is attentive. Verse 15, the verse after what I just read, says, Now my eyes will be open, this is God speaking, my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I've absolutely no doubt that God has great things, is doing great things for KSBC and continues to do great things. We've got new ministries happening. We're exploring greater possibilities to serve and support community. It's an exciting time to be part of this church. It really is. But as we seek to make decisions as a community, we need to start with prayer. Humbly coming to God in prayer, seeking God in prayer, individually, but also as a community. So as we do, God listens to the prayers of his people. And we will be empowered by his spirit to step out in mission as we do this. There's no coincidence that God is moving in and through KSBC. I was chatting to Courtney. I don't know if Courtney's here this morning. If you don't know Courtney, make make a a beeline to chat with her because I was really encouraged by her last week. Um, I was encouraged to hear about her heart for her community, to bless her street in some way as she seeks to serve the community. And it resonated with me because through COVID, that's what Solara and I would love doing, just building community through our street. And one of the things or the senses that I had through COVID was that we needed to do something to gather the people around us in our streetscape. And one of the things that I thought of doing was to take the coffee van out or to hire, like we had Laura coming at the time making us coffees in COVID, to hire Laura to come down to our street and just make coffees for our community. As I was talking to Courtney, I got that same impression last week. Imagine if we sent two sparrows to your street with someone to make coffee for your community, to serve your space where you're building 
God's kingdom right there. Imagine we did that. As we pray both individually and corporately, we must be willing to step out and do these sort of things that maybe step out of our comfort zones a little bit. But God's placed us somewhere. Because as we pray, God equips, he empowers us to do this. And through his spirit, we're able to do things that we perhaps maybe never thought we could. So this month, I want to set us a challenge that we be a church that prays. Praise for those through the, uh, the flyer that Joe's put together um, that we support in mission. Our mission partners and others that, that maybe you know of that have heard the call to live beyond our shores. Pray for KSBC and the mission of God that he's expanding right here and through this community of people who come to church, who are online together. We're all in this together. And I want to do, through the, through the month of August, to give us the opportunity to pray weekly together. So for the rest of the Wednesdays in August, we, we didn't have, have the first one that's already gone, but the rest of the Wednesdays in August, we're going to have a prayer time for 30 minutes at 8am on Zoom. It's easy, wherever you might be, just stop for that 30 minutes. It might be before your work, or if you're driving to work in your car, you might have it on, on just hands-free type thing. Whatever it might be, we don't even need to your screen on. But to come together to pray to pray for our missionaries, to pray for our church, to pray for our communities, to pray for your neighbours. I'd love us to be able to do that. So if you're able to come, even if you came for 10 minutes during that time, it would be a wonderful way for us to come together. I'll send a Zoom link out early in the week so that um, if you're not connected to the emails and you don't get it, um, there's green cards in the back of your seats. You can fill in your details and an email address will make sure that gets out to you as well. Um, you can also uh, scan, there's a QR code that'll come up now. You can scan the QR code and you can put your details straight into uh, the link tree things that are on there. So if you QR that, you'll be able to get your details into the system. We want everyone to have the opportunity to come to a Zoom space so that we can be praying that God is with us. You know, this morning we've heard that we're to follow Jesus' example of retreating before stepping out into mission. We've heard that we're to be people who are devoted to prayer, even through difficulty. And we've heard that we're empowered by the Spirit to be on mission. I pray that you'll join us on that journey this month. Let's pray now, and then we're going to move into a time of sharing communion together. Our Lord and God, we give you thanks and praise that you are sovereign, that you are our Lord, that we can do nothing apart from you. And God, I love that you are already at work in our community. And Lord, as we pray, we step into mission with you. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that we may be, have our minds set and prepared for your mission. So God, this morning, may we be encouraged to be prayers. May we be encouraged to be individual and communal prayers that we may see you. And Lord, as we gather into your presence now, as we come to a time of communion, may you guide us and lead us in this sacred time. May you open our hearts and minds to your presence and wisdom. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. In Romans 8.14 um, we hear, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God 
are children of God. So as we've been reflecting this morning on how God seeks to engage, uh, God seeks for us to engage with God's mission, and how we're empowered by the Spirit of God, may we be we be reminded of who we are as children of God. I want you to just take just just a very quiet moment to reflect on your journey, the areas of your life where you might need to seek the Spirit's guidance. Invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you as we prepare for this time of communion, as we consider how we are going to walk alongside God in mission. Just one minute, just of silence now.